there must be resistance. You're listening to Beyond the News with Brian Lilly on News Talk Love 580 CFRA. It's a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring. Johnny Cash and the Ring of Fire. Well, the, the question of the Real HQ right now has to be. Are they facing a ring of fire? The latest poll from the Angus Reid Institute says that if an election were held today, Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives would take 40% support across the country compared to just 30% for the Liberals. But it's worse than that. Justin Trudeau's approval rating's down. He's tanking with millennials. Ah, is the sky falling for him? Let's bring in Shachi Curl. She's the executive director of the Angus Reid Institute. A friend of this program joining us on the line from beautiful, warm Vancouver. Are these are these numbers for real, Shachi? You're such a harbinger of doom, Brian. <laughs> well, harbinger of doom. You you've got Justin Trudeau tanking with millennial voters. I mean, this is no, no, bread no, no. and he's butter. Not tanking. He's already tanked. Now he's kind of <laughs> hanging in there. It's all good. Um, look, uh, is he in a ring of fire? Let's just say he's he's getting a little uncomfortable in the sauna. It's probably a little hotter than he'd like. <laughs> don't think the man is aflame just yet. But okay, uh, Those don't um, sound like words they want to hear over at Liberal no, Party HQ. I, agreed. I agree. None of these are, are particularly comforting words. I, I am sure, you know, if, if challenged, the word out of HQ would be the usual, we don't pay attention to polls. But, of course, they pay attention to polls. And, and this poll um, is consistent with a number of other ones that show a decline for the Liberals and certainly one that is showing a widening gap in advantage for the Conservatives. Brian, this is driven by two things. I know you've got your, your hair-brained theories of your own. I will debunk them one at a time, but first let me just set up. <laughs> okay. Let me just set up the two reasons this is, this is really coming um, apart for them at the moment. Just a little bit. We're starting okay, to see Okay, before we get to my hair-brained mm-hmm. theories, we talk about yours. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Okay. So first of all, obviously, the big one, the India trip, that is the most sort of obvious billboard for for what's been going wrong. But actually, the seeds of this, the foundations of this, uh, they go back a good six months, if not longer, to what we've been seeing, which is increasing concern with the state of deficit uh, spending in this country. So over time, we have seen that as a, a major issue or a top issue really gradually increase. Uh, Two years ago, the number one issue, the most important issue facing the country today was the economy uh, at 47% and deficit spending, uh, government spending at 12%. It has that that deficit issue, that government spending issue, has uh, steadily risen over time and now overtaken the importance and the primacy of economic performance in this country as the number one issue. And it is driven there by older Canadians who are worried, who have seen what, what big deficits can do in terms of austerity down the road, and they're worried. They want to see a return to balance. And that has been part of the underlying story that is really starting to surface now for the Liberals. Okay, I'm going to quote you to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote your polls to you. And you say this is driven by older Canadians. Well, in the last election, the, the poll that you took three days before the last federal election, 
you had Justin Trudeau and the Liberals at 43% among voters 18 to 34. The NDP was at 23%, and the Conservatives were in third at 22. Uh, The Conservatives barely eked out a 1% lead over the Liberals among those 35 to 54, and and a 5-point lead with people 55-plus. Now, the Liberals and the Conservatives are tied at 30% apiece, among those 18 to 34, the 35 to 54 age category, it's a seven-point lead, and it's a 15-point lead for the conservatives among those age 55 plus. So this is more than just seniors. These are millennials saying, yeah, um, you know, he sounded good, but socks will only take you so far. To an extent, when I look at that slippage and when I combine that with propensity to vote and when I combine that with what's going on in the cities, it says to me that, yes, millennials have turned away, they've turned off, they, they, they also are not part of this narrative that is seeing numbers sinking and sinking and sinking. Where the real concern is, is among those Gen X and those baby boomer voters. The millennials, you know, they're flirting with Jagmeet Singh right now. He looks pretty good in a suit, too. He's very... He's, he's well-dressed. He's 16% say they'd vote he's, for him. He's, all, is, he's also saying, by the way, that you know he's spending a lot more time, is Mr. Singh, talking about domestic policy in, in a different country and, and not Canadian domestic policy. Yeah, I may have I noticed. Would say, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would suggest that if, you know, if Justin Trudeau is looking for, for glimmers of hope or, or a path back to victory uh, with this uh, with this polling with what we're seeing is two things one he's he's not necessarily leading anymore but he's competitive in the cities the real real decline has been for him in ontario and in that 905 area around ontario much of that driven by what's been going on with kathleen Wynne and the dynamics around doug ford and the conservatives in ontario really coming on very strong um all of that may actually recalibrate a little bit after the June election. If we see the uh, uh, progressive conservatives uh, in Ontario form government, what that actually does is it has the impact of galvanizing center and center-left voters, bringing them back together, saying, okay, we took this one black eye in the Ontario election, we've got to get it together, We've got to recalibrate and get ready for the federal election because we don't necessarily want to see a big wave of blue uh, shadowing the entire country. This is what Ontario Liberals will be saying. We know there isn't a lot of daylight between the provincial and the federal party in that province. And so they may be prepared to take a lump on the Ontario election uh, provincially uh, and then then come back together and regroup and, and use Doug Ford if he's elected in June as a foil against Justin Trudeau and I could, in, uh, in, 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 the, in the 2019 election. I could absolutely see that happening. And I want to get into some regional numbers in a minute. But let's look at cities versus rest of Canada before we go provincial. Mm-hmm. Um, you lump together Toronto, Vancouver and Montreal, the three biggest cities. They tend to be more liberal oriented than conservatives. And you've got the conservatives at 28 the Liberals at 27. Rest of Canada, it's a 13-point lead for the Conservatives outside of those three big cities. Mm-hmm. Andrew Shear's not setting the world on fire. Is this just people taking Justin Trudeau's act that we saw on display in India 
and saying, you know what, it's it's wearing a little thin. The deficit spending is out of control. Your selfies, your socks, all of it. They're just saying, mm, I don't know. It, it's not what I'd hoped for. I call it the parking lot syndrome or the parking lot factor at the moment. They're parking their vote theoretically somewhere else. Now are they going to go and, and go get their, their vote back and, and drive it to the where they want to drive it to in an election? Brian, we've got 18 months until an election federally. Like, that is an age. That is a millennia. That is that is an epoch in the uh, lives of, of politicians. So, you know, there's there there are some things that could go differently. Um Look on 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 spending, on getting back to balance, on the criticism that this government is taking around having no plan to return to balanced budgets. There are many economists who would say that as long as the fundamentals of the Canadian economy are performing well, that is not such a big deal. Now, a lot of other economists would disagree with that. I'm not an economist. I'm not going to get into it. But what I can say is this. We have a government that isn't really selling that reassurance or that message to Canadians very effectively. You do not see in Bill Morneau, for example, a finance minister such as Paul Martin or Jim Flaherty going, hey, Canadians, relax, people, I got this, I'm not going to tank our economy. So this government needs to be communicating its reasons for continuing to, to stay in deficit spending, if there is a good reason for that, then make the case, reassure Canadians who are feeling like this is not the right way to go, explain to them while they're doing it. And, you know, I think the other impact here, the other effect, is that for a while now, you know, basically since his election last June as leader of the Conservative Party, Andrew Scheer sort of been this guy who's done a competent job of, of uh, exploiting this liberal government's mostly self-inflicted wounds, number one, and number two, kind of, you know, hanging in there but staying below the radar. Um, now, with these numbers, with this, with this potential of uh, more voters saying, I think I want to take a second look at the Conservative Party, well, what does that do? That adds to scrutiny. And a little and bit more Scheer. pressure, a little bit more scrutiny for Scheer. And uh, as you say, it's, it's, a harder look at him. it's one of several polls. It's yourself. It's Ipsos. Nanos has shown a, 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 a shrinking, I believe, Main Street. You, you mentioned uh, deficit spending, that they're not selling it. And I'm not sure that today's throne speech in Ontario, where Kathleen Wynne promised uh, everything but free oil changes and ponies, for the voters, if they will just elect her, universal oil Pony? changes. That sounds awesome. Yeah, universal ponies and universal oil changes for all drivers in Ontario. Those were the only things missing from the throne speech, uh, and they're going back into deficit just before an election. Why? Ooh, maybe because they're unpopular. Uh, so that's not going to help the narrative. And in, in Ontario right now, you've got the this split. A 14-point difference. The, the Conservatives with a 14-point lead. 10 points in Manitoba. Uh, let me do the quick math here. That's uh, 26 points in Saskatchewan. <laughs> this is this is unreal. It's 48 points in Alberta. And, and it's yeah. not even a commanding lead in, in Quebec. I mean, it's almost a three-way race. The only place the Liberals have a solid lead anymore is Atlantic Canada. Which and is you a can't, place they've always been safe. You can't win, except for, you know, 97 when they took away EI. You can't mm. win an election just on Atlantic Canada. No, 
you can't. So th- um, this is a big, you know, they've got to recalibrate. 18 months is a long time, but when you're that unpopular in so many regions, especially the regions with people in them, that's that's tough to overcome. The only thing I'll say is this. I'm, I, I don't disagree with you, but here's the thing. You, you'll know, and, and for, for our listeners, uh, we took a look at where uh, Trudeau has stood relative to premiers of the past, uh, you know, about 30 months into their mandate or term. You've got Trudeau at 29 months. You've got Harper. We looked at him at 28 months. Chrétien at the 28-month mark. And Brian Mulroney at the 30-month mark. Brian Mulroney's disapproved numbers were 62%. His approval numbers were 27%. This was 30 months in. This was March 1987. And then we had the free trade election in 88. Exactly. Exactly. And he got a bigger majority, didn't he? And got a bigger majority. So, you know, uh, I would say a couple of things here. First of all, the, the belief that, uh, that Justin Trudeau could not push Canadians to a point where, where, where they would seriously start kicking the tires of, of some other parties and different leaders, well, uh, that was always possible, and now we're seeing it happen. Second of all, uh, yeah, I would agree with you, the hardening uh, towards the conservatives in traditional conservative uh, uh, regions of strength, such as Alberta and Saskatchewan, is is quite uh, is is quite significant. The continued drops in Ontario, uh, really again predicated by dissatisfaction with the Wynn government, um, is serious business for these liberals. But to but for anyone at conservative party headquarters to be uh, you know uh, popping bottles of of Moet Chandon too quickly, uh, I would suggest that they they might want to stick to light beer for the time being because there's a long way to go. I know some of the guys there. That's probably what they would pop. But they're also very pessimistic and might not pop anything. So uh, you, yeah. you've got an interesting. 18 months ahead of you until the next uh, election, Sachi. This is going to be fantastic, topsy-turvy times. Uh, It's never boring, Brian. It's never boring. (gasps) I love my work. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take it easy. All right. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of these latest poll numbers. Will they hold? Are they going to shift? Will it go after the Ontario election? Will it shift back to to Justin in Ontario? Beyond the news at CFRA.com. I'm Brian Lilly. Back in moments. Bye.